In this episode of Physically Spiritual, I will explore how improving physical health will improve our mental health. Welcome to Physically Spiritual. I have been amazed by how much growing physically healthier has changed my spiritual life. I am captivated with discovering the truth about my body and how it relates to my relationship with God. Physically Spiritual is my attempt to harmonize and share what I have discovered. I'm your host, Andrew Reinhardt. There's so many insights coming from contemporary science as to how improving the health of our body will also improve our emotional health, our mental health. This is no surprise for us as Catholics. One of the core concepts of our faith, one of the core tenets and understandings of our faith is the intimate connection of our mind and body, of our soul and body. Paragraph 365 of the Catechism says, The unity of soul and body is so profound that one has to consider the soul to be the form of the body. It is because of its spiritual soul that the body, made of matter, becomes a living human body. Spirit and matter in man are not two natures united, but rather their union forms a single nature. Our body and soul together aren't two things put together. They're one thing, one nature. I'm not a soul that happens to have a body or a body that happens to have a soul. I'm a person who is a body and a soul that are together, that are one, that are one being, matter and form. So based on this understanding, we would expect that spiritual changes would have physiological effects and physical changes would also then have spiritual effects. That the soul isn't uh, insulated from the body, isn't distant from the body, isn't unaffected by what's happening in the body, and vice versa. That what's happening with our soul wouldn't be insulated from having a physiological effect. Uh, Based on this teaching, we would expect that every spiritual experience has a correlating physical phenomenon that would go with it, and that everything that happens in our body physically would have some effect on our soul. We can't separate the two, even if we would like to. Now, there is a complex relationship between mental health and physical health. It's not just a matter of, well, if you're struggling with your mental health, you should really get healthier physically, like eat better, exercise more, sleep better, etc. But emotional struggles often make it significantly more difficult to perform self-care. There's a strong correlation between depression and insomnia. And true, getting more sleep would probably help the person be less depressed. But also being depressed makes it harder to get more sleep. Eating a better diet would help you feel better. But when you feel bad, you don't want to eat well. <laughs> right? So there's this mutual relationship between our physical health and our emotional health. And I want to go in uh, with that perspective that this isn't, um, this isn't preachy, this isn't meant to be condemning. This is meant to highlight the connection, to hopefully um, provide you with some really manageable ways to uh, understand and improve your physical health, and that could have a ripple effect of also improving your mental health. Just a quick disclaimer, too. This isn't medical advice. This is just information. This is information. Take it or leave it. It might be helpful. It might not. 
one of the ways uh, that science has discovered a deep connection between our, our mental health and our physical health is with inflammation. When there's inflammation in our body, there's also inflammation in our brain. And there's a strong correlation between this kind of brain inflammation with depression, anxiety, and obsessive compulsive disorder. So this implies that if we live a life that lowers our systemic inflammation, it would also reduce depression, anxiety, and obsessive compulsive tendencies. So we know when the the brain is less healthy, when the brain isn't functioning optimally, uh, that we don't think well, we don't perform well mentally, we don't have a healthy uh, relationship with our emotions, with ourself. Uh, we can have a, a an unhealthy or an unhelpful model of the relationship between the brain and the rest of our body. Uh, I think in the past, people have had a model of the body rest of the brain relation or the brain and the rest of the body relationship that the brain is sort of quarantined off from the rest of the body, that it's unaffected by what's happening. And it's true. There is a blood brain barrier, meaning not everything that's in your blood makes its way into your brain, but there's great evidence that, that when there's inflammation throughout your whole body, there's also inflammation in your brain. Uh, Some people theorize a condition called leaky brain meaning that that blood-brain barrier can become more permeable, that stuff that's not supposed to get through can get through. So what's happening with the whole body is likely to also be happening in the brain and vice versa. Before I go further in the episode and start talking about some practical tips, I want to take a break to invite you to become a sponsor of Physically Spiritual. The sponsors of Physically Spiritual are members of the TOTUS TUIS community, Members of the TOTUS TUIS community at different giving levels get access to great perks, some of which are access to the Awakened Nation and all the great bonus content there, access to the full Ask Me Anything episodes of Physically Spiritual that come out monthly, uh, and then uh, access to an exclusive uh, discussion thread in the Awaken app. So head over to physicallyspiritual.com or go to the giving section of the Awaken app to become a sponsor of Physically Spiritual. If you want to get access to your member benefits, get the Awaken app. In the Awaken app, there's a members-only section for the TOTUS TUIS community. The, the app also includes a great alternate to social media, a real truly Catholic place to connect online and be together. There's a lot of other great bonus content there. And as a, a new feature of the Awaken app, just starting this last week, is Awaken Your Lent. Awaken Your Lent is available to all the members of the Awaken Nation, so that's anyone who sponsors any show here on Awaken Catholic or members that just give to Awaken Catholic at $5 a month or more. But you can still sign up for Awaken Your Lent. Awaken Your Lent features daily meditations on the scripture readings. It features a daily reflection on a life of one of the saints, reflections from priests, uh, other great devotionals and prayers for the season of Lent. And I have been putting out these things called restorative meditation. Restorative meditation is a a truly Catholic mind-body meditation that uh, looking at the upcoming Sunday's scripture, uh, we enter into a place that will not just cause us to have a deeper relationship with God, but will also heal our, our mind and our body too. So head over to the Awaken app and sign up at any giving level to get access to Awaken Your Lent.
So there's three key areas of physical health that I want to focus on for improving mental health. The first area is what we eat. What we eat becomes what our body is made of and also what our brain is made of. Two quick examples would be omega-3 oils. So these are fats typically found in high concentration in seafood, but also in, uh, in other animal products that are raised well. And it can be converted in our body f- by, uh, from some plant fats too. Omega-3 uh, oils have a great effect on our mental health. There's been uh, connections between uh, low omega-3 diets and depression. And there's also some evidence that omega-3 oils taken can help alleviate some of the symptoms of neurodegenerative diseases, things like, um, things like Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. The oils in our body, one of the primary things that the oils in our body becoming lipids in our blood do is they become the lining of our cells. So when we eat healthy fats, we're providing our body with the building blocks in order to create our cell membranes. And it's through those cell membranes that our cells are connected to one another, receiving nutrients, um, sending signals out to other cells. So having healthy cell lining is essential. So having healthy fats in our diet is essential. Another key nutrient for mental health is vitamin B12. Uh, Low vitamin B12 is associated with anxiety and depression and other emotional struggles. So these are just two quick examples of how um, nutritional deficiencies um, can cause emotional and mental troubles. Now I'm going to have links in the show notes of studies and different articles uh, kind of digging into these. So if you want to go deeper into this, get into the show notes and get into some of those links. For each one of these areas, I'm going to give my top three tips, simple tips, manageable tips as to how to improve uh, these different key areas of health. So my eating top three tips. One, eat lots of healthy fats, especially omega-3s. One benefit of eating lots of healthy fats is they'll crowd out unhealthy foods. It provides your body with the raw materials to make healthy cells. Uh, But fat also has a a high uh, satiety effect on the body, meaning eating a lot of fat actually sends signals to your body to stop eating. If if you struggle with having an, an appetite, adding some healthy fat to your diet can help you feel satiated earlier in the meal. My second tip is to eat whole foods. Ditch the boxes, the cans, and the packages. Eat stuff that doesn't need an ingredient list to identify itself. These, these natural foods, these foods in their natural state, are, are foods that are really compatible with our body. Our, our body understands them. Our body adapted and evolved in an environment eating stuff that didn't have nutrition labels. So our body, in a sense, knows what to do with it. Typically also, whole natural foods have more nutrient density. By nutrient density, I mean micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids and essential amino acids or proteins as compared to calories. So you're only going to be able to eat so many calories in a day and stay healthy. That's true. But within those calories, there's going to also be a certain amount of other nutrients that come with them. You're either going to get enough of those nutrients you need in that food or you're not. Eating whole foods from nature is one way to ensure that you're getting more nutrient-dense foods. 
more vitamins, minerals, and essential amino acids and fatty acids per calorie. Tip number three is eliminate foods that cause inflammation. So here's the bad news. Your three kind of top enemies that are causing inflammation in your body are alcohol, sugar, and refined carbohydrates. Now, some others do too, but I think these are, are three that are, are possible to eliminate. Uh, you know, it's true that I think high saturated fat diets, there's some evidence that causes inflammation in the body. But there are things in animal foods we actually need. There are essential fatty acids and amino acids. There are some fats and proteins we need to live by. If we don't have them, our bodies can't make them on their own. On the other hand, there are no essential carbohydrates. Our body, if we stop eating carbs, will literally make glucose in order for our body to continue on. Uh, So it can be safer to eliminate carbs for our mental health than, on the other hand, um, eliminating animal products. Now, with all this said, take it with a grain of salt. You need to know your own body, consult with your doctor, Um, But eliminating alcohol, sugar, and refined carbohydrates can be a great way to lower the systemic inflammation in your body. All right, let's move on to the second key area. The second key area is movement. Now, notice what I said there, movement. Movement is different than exercise. Exercise is this weird modern phenomenon that we have. If you went back 100, 200 years ago, people didn't talk about exercising. People just moved. They had to do stuff to live. They didn't have, um, you know, a TV to watch at home to sit in front of. They didn't have a computer to do their work at. Uh, for the most part, people had to move to survive. So in our in our society, we tend to not move enough. Uh, not that you have to run a marathon or lift a thousand pounds, but just simply getting around. There's a close connection between exercise and this really interesting thing the body produces called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Some people call BDNF the miracle grow of the brain. Like if you want a healthier brain, if you want a stronger brain, a better functioning brain, one of the best things you can do is increase BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. So, so exercise and get your BDNF going. There's also a a close connection between exercise and reducing anxiety. Some studies suggest that there's a similar effect on on mental health with exercise as there are with medications for lowering depression. So my top three tips for moving. The first is just to get up and move. Ditch your chair. Literally get rid of the chair in your office. Get somewhere to stand and work. You can get one of those... uh, Treadmill desks, although that might be also a good way to fall over and hurt yourself. Uh, But just get up and do stuff. Do chores around the house. Take a walk with your family. Some people I know get a pet just so they have to take them for a walk and that forces them to exercise. When you hang out with your friends, go for a walk with them. If you have a meeting with a client for work, literally meet at a park. Go for a walk. You know, let them know. That's what you want to do to make sure they're on board. But you can integrate movement into your daily life without having to set aside an hour to go exercise. Tip number two, focus on resistance training on your major muscles. 
the major muscle groups of your body. What I'm talking about here is pushing and pulling with your upper body and pushing and pulling with your lower body. If you're going to go to the gym, if you're going to do calisthenics, don't worry about the curls and the calf raises and the, the grip and all those other smaller muscle exercises. By focusing on whole body movements, things like pull-ups, push-ups, squats, and deadlift, or equivalents with weights or with machines, these whole body movements, uh, you're going to get great results because all of your little periphery muscles are also going to be affected by it. You're also going to be building your core strength with that resistance training, which is essential for longevity. You know, if, um, if cardiovascular disease doesn't kill you, dementia, cancer, if you somehow miss those three bullets, the next thing that's going to get you, uh, and just statistically is the fact that you'll be too weak to carry yourself. People fall and they break their hip. They can no longer walk. They end up in a nursing home because they just can't haul around the weight of their body anymore, even if they're thin. So this whole body core, um, big movements are essential for health and also a great way to get exercise in quick. You know, a lot of days I just do like a 10 minute, uh, a 10 minute routine where I just do these core lifts, not with weights, just with my body weight in calisthenics. And it's a great way to get it in quick. The third tip for movement is find a tribe, find a group of people who are exercising. Maybe consider an exercise class at your gym. Uh, join a Soul Core group. Soul Core is a great Catholic exercise program. And a lot of uh, areas they have free or, or very cheap subscriptions you can get for Soul Core to zoom in and join classes or in person classes at churches. Or another great uh, Christian fellowship exercise group is F3. Fitness Fellowship and Faith. It's a, it's a men's uh, Christian fitness group with literally thousands of locations all over the world. So find a group of people to exercise with. I know when I found a group of people to exercise with, it really took my fitness to the next level because I wasn't just working out. I was also getting connected to others. I was building relationships. And those people then were challenging me, challenging me to run faster, to do more reps, to push myself harder than I ever would have by myself. So find a group of people to exercise with. All right, the third and final key area for growing in physical health to improve your mental health is sleep. There's an intimate connection between sleep and mental health. Like I mentioned before, there's a significant correlation between various forms of sleep deprivation and depression and anxiety. About 75% of those with depression also have symptoms of insomnia. Like I said before, these conditions are likely mutually reinforcing that having depression makes it harder to fall asleep or anxiety. And on the other hand, not sleeping a lot can cause depression and anxiety. It can become like a snowball rolling downhill in the wrong direction. So finding some simple ways to try to improve your sleep, either improve your sleep quality or uh, improving the amount of time you can stay asleep uh, can really help improve your mental health. For my own personal journey, a big part of this was literally going to my doctor, talking about my weight. I went and, and uh, saw a sleep specialist and did a sleep study and found out that I struggled with sleep apnea. You know, I, I started to use that, uh, that sleep apnea, that CPAP machine, and I used it for years. And during that time, I lost almost 200 pounds. 
there was a lot of other factors like diet and exercise and other things that went into that weight loss. But, but I know that getting that CPAP machine was part of getting that momentum going in the right direction, part of changing the tide that helped me to become healthier. So here are my top three tips to improving sleep. First, eliminate all screens from your life at least two hours before bedtime. This means all TVs, all computers, all smartphones, and everything in between, tablets and smart TVs and everything else. Just ditch them, turn them off, get rid of them. If you can live without them altogether, that's even better yet. But at least two hours before bed, it's, it's clear that there's a connection between blue light and an overstimulation of the mind. And, but there's also an effect of just the stimulation of these devices, these screens, the effect they have on our, on our body and, um, and not being able to sleep. So some people will use those blue light glasses to uh, get rid of the blue light in order to not disrupt sleep as much. But there's studies that even just using the device period makes it harder to sleep separate from the blue light effect. The second tip is keep a bedtime rhythm and routine. Wake up at the same time every day. Try to go to bed at the same time every day, even if you can't fall asleep. And then keep a routine leading up to that bedtime, meaning a certain set of things that you do. It doesn't have to be complicated. Simple things like brushing your teeth, turning the lights down. Uh, you know, I, I tend to grind my teeth at night, so I put in a mouth guard. Um, I change what I'm wearing. I've turned off my devices. Uh, my phone has an e-ink display, so it has a black and white a dull display anyways. Um, sometimes I use a Kindle to read on, so I'll switch over to a physical book. But do everything you can to keep a regular routine and rhythm around your bedtime. And tip number three is no caffeine, especially after lunch. If you can ditch it all together, all the better. You know, God actually caused an issue with my eye. That was, um, it was, uh, fluid was being released into my eye because of a little hole and the doctor said anything that increases the speed of things in your body can make this problem worse. Um, and I eliminated caffeine, and within two months, my vision returned back to normal. So God literally had to pull the caffeine out of my hand by ruining my vision in one of my eyes. <laughs> now, I hope he doesn't have to go to that length to get caffeine out of your life. But caffeine has an effect on our circadian rhythms, on our sleep quality, regardless of when we drink it during the day even if it's just first thing in the morning. Now, this effect may be very small, but definitely any caffeine after lunch will likely disrupt your sleep cycles. Even if you can fall asleep, it may cause you to have less deep sleep, a lower quality of sleep. Well, I hope these, uh, these simple tips have given you, given you some ideas of manageable ways you can improve your physical health to improve your mental health. Uh, keep tuning in here as we continue season three of Physically Spiritual, and we're going to continue to dig into different ways uh, that we can improve our mental health. Thank you so much for being a part of Physically Spiritual. Every moment of the show you've watched, know that I'm grateful that you've given your time to this. I'm so passionate about the message that I'm trying to share, and I'm excited about the future of the show. So thank you for every like, every view, every watch, every follow, every comment, every rating you give in the show. And a special thank you to all you that are already members of the Awakened Nation. So thanks again for supporting the show.